I have connected with strangers organically on the subway or in a, I don't know, in a supermarket or something, but it, it's, it has never led to a husband. It's like led to a blowjob. Listen, what's better than a husband? A blowjob. A blowjob. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. listener question this week. I'm going to jump right in with Billy Griffin Jr., who has been on two other episodes and is absolutely amazing and is going to update us. But if you do have questions for future, you can message me, Not Your Therapist Podcast, on Instagram and email me, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Same goes for coaching inquiries, buying coaching for your friends, etc., etc. Appreciate you so much. Leave us a nice review and let's talk to Billy. Wow, I can't believe you just brought me tea. What a sweetheart. I'm in shock. This is so nice. This isn't a regular occurrence? Well, he always, you know, he's nice. But I think, especially today, I'm like working non-stop on calls and things. And so, and he doesn't have work today. So I think it's a little bit of making up for the fact that he's not working today. I'll take it. I will take this tea. Get yourself a husband, everyone. It is great. Should we try Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, we're here. I'm here with, you may recognize the voice from probably everyone's favorite episode ever. Favorite two episodes ever. Two Billy episode. Griffin. I'm a real veteran now. You really are. Am I your most interviewed guest? It would either be you or Alex because she's like my single guinea pig. Oh, sure. Um, but other than that, it would be you. Wow. I love you. I love you. You look so handsome. I know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you were you were saying no, but you said I know, which was not a slip. <laughs> um, no, I feel gross. I feel um, very sweaty today. Well, I'm here to tell you that when you feel gross is when you like, look your sexiest and I know I've talked about this before but I specifically remember when I was single that whenever I felt really gross and dirty is when the most people wanted to come home with me oh do you find that as a single person um I don't know the answer to that maybe I haven't been out recently actually that's it one there was one one particular night where I felt like garbage and I did get a lot of attention yeah but it was probably because I had passed the point of caring you exactly know? it's like yeah. part that it's part pheromones and it's like you don't want to like whenever I would shave my legs and be like smelling good and lotioned and I'd always come home alone wow maybe yeah maybe I'm doing this all wrong yeah you're doing it all wrong oh no but I- <laughs> that's my lesson for today goodbye <laughs> Um, Billy, you your past two episodes. One was called "How When He Won't When He Won't When be He Won't boyfriend. Be Your Boyfriend," and that was the next one called "When He Will Be Your Boyfriend." Yeah, but neither of them are my boyfriends. But now, so. now, no one's your boyfriend, and it's great. You had you didn't have one. You had one. Now you don't have one again. Yeah. Let's talk about your journey. Oh, it's been thrilling. <laughs> 
especially this year. I would say of most people I know, you've had a more thrilling journey than most. And that's not because you've been COVID irresponsible. It's because you have been getting after it with the virtual dating. And I am blown away. Like every week you'll be like, I had five dates this week. Um, Two were with, you know, a doctor. Three were with a lawyer and dreams. They're just dreams. Dreams come true. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I think it's really funny because um, virtual dating, I think, has been really great in a certain sense because it is easy and accessible. And like, why, even when the pandemic is over, that's coming, yeah. right? Even when it's over and we can get back to regular in person dating, um, why wouldn't we still do this like screener? from my bedroom. I think it's so great to have a 30 minute chat with someone to figure out if they're worth a two hour dinner, you know? I agree with you completely. I do think that will be one of the key components that we will keep from the pandemic in a good way is like, not to say, you know, cause as you know, I don't believe any experience or any date is a waste of time. I never really yeah. subscribe to that, but I do know that people get burnt out. People are very busy and it does take a lot to get dressed up, pick a place, go meet the stranger who you might know within 20, 30 minutes. It's not a romantic match. You right. know, why not make it easier for yourself? You know, I was never someone that had issues, uh, spending every night of the week out with a different person. But (laughs) some people don't have time or energy for that or it's draining for them. And for those people, I say, use this to your advantage. Do that little screening. I was talking to one of my clients yesterday and she was like, you know, I always thought I had to be, I had to like schedule it the next day. I had to be dressed up. I had to look good. I had to this, that. You want to put some effort in. You want to feel good. But if you're also willing to just be spontaneous about it. Like she started saying yes to, do you want to talk right now? Or yeah. are you free in an hour? And she would make sure she had like a little bit makeup on to feel good, a cute shirt, but nothing like I'm not getting fully ready for a date. And if that helps you, I say do that, you know, whatever, whatever makes dating the most accessible for you. And I think it's a really good point that this, this might turn out to be really good for people to keep going forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's an interesting point because I think the um the availability factor is really great because people seem up for um more non-scheduled things, right? Like let's yeah. have a chat right now, let's hop on a FaceTime because everyone is like basically sitting at their computer available anyway, for that. Yeah, and know. it's like throw on some mascara or if you're yeah. Billy, do nothing at all but look fantastic. Why can't I throw on mascara? Uh, Good point. Have you ever worn mascara? Uh, I haven't. Uh, I mean, you know, personally, professionally, there have been a couple of occasions. Oh, but does it I don't do anything I, for you? I don't really think You're not so. really a mascara guy. A I bit say mascara eyeliner. because without it, I'm basically albino. Um, <laughs> is that wrong to say? Should I not have said that? Uh, but basically, I have clear, clear eyelashes. And so uh, I, I look like you know, like yes. I don't. So when I put mascara on, it changes my whole face. Yes. Whereas for someone it. like you who has dark hair. Circles under hair. his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're perfect. You don't need mascara is what I'm saying. Yeah, but for no. everyone, it's something different. Like some people would be like, I'm going to throw on some under eye concealer and then I'm good to go if anyone wants to talk to me today. Yeah. I like that. 
I need, my hair is my issue because if I don't, um, a lot of people can like wake up or just be laying down and whatever and judge their hair and be fine. If I don't get my hair soaking wet, it is, um, Kramer, you know what I mean? It's but just like awesome. Oh. It's so hot. You look it's so hot. never hot it's in the hot. way you think you it don't will think be. It's hot. It's hot. What we don't think is hot about ourselves, we're like almost always wrong. Um, okay. So, I do you before a date, do you soak your head and then poof? well, I usually just do my hair at the top of the day mm-hmm. and then yes, I'm yes. like ready, I'm ready for it. But as, if I start putting my fingers through it, it starts to get like. It's just, I don't, maybe if I had it cut for length, it would be mm. different. But, um, but I'm interested in next time my hair, my hair looks like that. I'm going to FaceTime you Thanks. and you can tell me if you would sleep with me or not. The answer is yes already. I know. Oh, okay. All right. Great. So then I guess you're right. That's enough data. <laughs> I am right. Always right. Um, is there anything else? Because, and I think this is interesting too. I do think at the beginning of this, people were like, oh, I, if I like go on a date, I have to have like an activity. I have to have a you know, I have to pretend like it's a real date. Cool. If that works for you. Um, but I think as time has gone on, it's also like, we can also be way more casual about it as if you ran into someone at the store or at a bar, you went to a bar, not looking your absolute best. You talk to someone, you should still for everyone put in some effort to let the person know, like I care. But I think I know with myself, like even as the pandemic has gone on, I've gone through phases of like, not wanting to try at all and just whoever has to video chat with me has to deal with it to now I find I feel better if I throw on that mascara then I'm just like ready for anything I'm like sure yeah I'll hop on video I it's more for me than it is for them on some level you know like I yeah yeah (laughs) like I need to and I would I would always rather I would always rather like show up on a date in a tux with my hair freshly cut and be way overdressed mm. than the opposite end of the spectrum, you know? Yes, totally. And that is a complaint. I want to even hear if you have been experiencing this as a mandating man. Uh, Stop outing the, me. On, what? <laughs> Stop outing me on the radio. Oh, Where are we? Are we on the radio? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, that a complaint I get from female identifying persons a lot is that they get all dressed up for the date. And then the guy comes on in a crumpled t-shirt lying on his bed. And my theory with this, because the first reaction to that is outrage. Like, why did I put in all this effort and they didn't? My theory, my rather forgiving theory is they, it's that thing that where if you put in effort, you have to admit that you wanted it. And that you put mm. an effort and that you cared. So totally. as long as you don't do that, you can be like, well, I wasn't really trying anyway. And so the rejection is somehow to you not as rejecting if you can explain it away with, I didn't even try. What do you think yeah. about that? I think that's very astute. Um, I think that, yeah, that self-sabotage thing. I, I think I'm the opposite of the spectrum where I try so hard so I can sp- experience profound heartbreak after like every day, <laughs> you know, that's sort of my. That's what you're going for. But that's because you're an artiste. <laughs> You are an artiste. I just want to say that Billy uh, put together a one-man show during this pandemic. I wish there was a way for everyone to see it. It's the best thing I've seen at all in this genre, at all. Um, well, And now having witnessed a couple shows that somehow made it onto Netflix, I'm like, Matt actually said, why isn't Billy's show on Netflix? Why isn't it? Why isn't it? Is Netflix listening? Netflix? 
<laughs> um, uh, I didn't come on here to promote this, but um, I uh, I am, am shooting to do a remount of it in April for Netflix. Uh, maybe for Netflix if Netflix is listening. <laughs> it was truly the best. Thank you. It was so good. It was Thank using you. this medium not as a we're trying to do our best version of a live show while using this medium, but it was like. I, this can only exist on this medium. This needs this medium. That Great. That's great. high praise. Thank you very wonderful. much. So good. You're so, You're so good. No, stop it. I mean, and it's relevant because it was also about love and heartbreak and what you've been through with relationships and really kind of processing your journey. But fictionalized. It was fictionalized. So fictionalized. Not real at all. Um, where are you with your journey? Let's get back to that. Yeah, what um Wait, I didn't finish the other question I asked. Uh, do you find this to be the case in you in the, with the people you date? Do you guys get equally ready and dressed up or are you kind of an overachiever? Yeah, there there are the occasional um occasionally I go on a date with someone who is a little casual about it, but most of the gay men that I have been on dates with have like professional lighting setups and like get ready. You know, there's like even even if they're trying to play it off as a little bit chill, like there's at least a ring light yeah, and there you're like, a little that. under eye concealer, you mm. know, like so um which I you know, I feel like and maybe it's because I'm an actor and I I I teach and I do things where I'm presenting all the time, but I have a setup where there's just a light on my face and I can sit comfortably and I'm framed well and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, it, it sort of shocks and appalls me that people don't do that a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> for for a date. I don't know. I gotta say, for what I have heard, straight guys don't do that. They're protecting themselves. And so I think my note to them is do better. Um, yeah. Like, stop protecting yourself, stop self-sabotaging, put yourself out there so at least you can know that you brought your best self. And as I said at the beginning, it doesn't have to be, like, a three-piece suit. You don't have to be freshly shaved. But, like, but it could be a three-piece suit. It could be. <laughs> it totally could be. But, like, just a little something that says, I care enough to change my shirt. Yeah. Or throw on, you know, under-eye concealer straight men included some of y'all need it Um, just do it and you'll feel better about yourself like it changes how you behave too i feel yeah you know it just changes your energy and could lead to success where you haven't experienced it before because i also think i i engage differently when i feel Mm -hmm. confident about myself in that way right that it's like if if i'm invested in the thing i'm going to work differently at it yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. And you're going to feel more confident and more deserving of it too, I think. Yeah. If you're like, I'm here, I'm doing a great job. But also, don't we just want love to like hit us in the face when we least expect it and are not working for it? That's a fallacy. I, I know. Perpetuated but... by modern media. I know. But... Rom-coms. <laughs> the bane of my existence. Shouldn't I just like bump into someone when I leave a coffee shop and we both drop all our papers on the street and then we How lock cute eyes? would that be though? That would be That'd such be a cute, cute I know one person. One person who something like that happened to. I don't know if I know any persons. Know real one. real people. One. It was when it, it's legit. You like looked into it. I mean, she was my college roommate and she's one of my best friends. And okay. she was 
at a coffee shop in New York City. It was our sophomore year of college. And she was like making eye contact with some guy. And then he got up with his friends and left. And then he came back like 10 minutes later and was like, hey, I forget exactly what he said to her, but he was like, do you want to go to dinner with me and my friends? And she was like, sure, even though she had just eaten dinner. And she said, yes. So the, so the, so the lesson here is be open. The world is your dating app. Say yes. If you feel safe, she went to dinner with him and his friends and now they're married. The end. They have two children. That's the only story I know though. And she is so that person, but like, she's also just like a wide eyed, like doe in the woods. Who's just like, so opening and welcoming and warm to everyone. And this was the time for really dating apps too. So it was kind of a different. The point is that doesn't well, happen. I right. I mean, I, I have connected with strangers organically on the subway or in a, totally. I don't know, in a supermarket or something, but it, it's, it has never led to a husband. It's like led to a blowjob. Listen, what's better than a husband? A blowjob. So you've basically achieved the same thing, but you're also an incredibly like open to experiences person. I am. Are you joking? I'm just, I'm like, I'm That's wondering now. Probably how I would describe you the most. You're wow. such a yes person. You're just like, yes, I'll go on this journey. Yes, I will take part uh, in the story. Yes, I will have this experience. You are the most, maybe too much of a yes person because every time I talk to you, you have 17 different things going on. You're like, I'm a certified hit trainer. I'm a lawyer now. I'm also an actor. I have to come see you so I can, because I'm going to the Emmys. And um, I have four boyfriends. And I met them all on the street. <laughs> I have to, you know, I, w- I want to reference um, uh, when I went to that Emmys party and I was terrified to be like, um, rubbing elbows with people in the industry and Dahlia your advice to me was to just walk in there and try to make with someone like not try to network just try to kiss somebody at the end of the night and it was such profoundly useful advice that really chilled me out as did those couple of of drinks bottle of drinks help but if the goal is making out you'll always succeed yeah you will always (laughs) succeed you will never fail um anyways we've digressed enough yeah we have we have an hour we need to talk about your journey and your story oh. and your life and where you're at and what's going on and how can i help and how can you help oh yeah how can you help well, you could you could maybe tell me many more things that you've observed about me maybe we'll do this offline yeah. um <laughs> over the past you're devastatingly years. handsome come on i feel devastated out of here. matt you're thinks devastated. you're really good looking that yeah oh whoa i mean okay (laughs) it's good to know i might just dm him real quick can you hang on what What i'm just gonna dm him real quick yeah yeah, go for it yeah okay (laughs) um tell me everything so okay let's back up yeah ask me a question yeah yeah great okay so the first time you were on this you had broken up from your seven-year relationship Mm mm-hmm uh, and you had been in several different six months ish situations with people that you were really into that seemed really emotionally invested, that it was going somewhere that ultimately when it got to the, are we boyfriend and boyfriend conversation, 
the answer was, no, I'm not ready. Even though up until that point, they had been acting like they were already in a relationship with you. Anyway, one in particular was extremely difficult to go through. You went on a big, long journey of self-discovery. You gave up alcohol for a year. I gave you an assignment. Two years. Two years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I gave you an assignment of not having a boyfriend for a year. I hated that assignment. You're welcome. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> However. It worked. It worked. And I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of that year, you got a boyfriend. And so last time you came on, we kind of were like, wow, you have a boyfriend now. It's so great because you took a year of not letting people be your boyfriend. And then you got a boyfriend and we liked him. Okay. I might have pumped up how much I liked him at the time. <laughs> Just because I was happy, you were happy, and I'll always do that. I will always do that. But secretly, I'm kind of glad you're not with him anymore. <laughs> Sorry. No. Good. I mean, I, you know, I am too, and also, and also was pretty bummed about it. Of course. And I did I did yeah. really like him, and I think it's always going to be my responsibility to really like whoever you're dating, and then when you're not dating, to be glad that you're not dating, because that's my role. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. and I obviously don't know him well enough to actually know how much I really liked him, but my general feeling of him was like, this is a really interesting, different energy for Billy. And I'm interested mm -hmm. in how it works. And it did, you know, work it was, it did, it did work. Yeah. In a, in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously not, <laughs> not in some ways, but, um, but we, um, he was very balancing for me because he was like very, um, uh, very sort of logical and uh, practical. And I tend to be a little more emotional. Um, and so especially during uh, the pandemic, when the pandemic first started, he was a very like profoundly grounding energy for me, which was, I mean, I am will forever be grateful that he was my boyfriend during that period because I think I might have spun out um, I mean, I still spun out in certain ways, but you know, he was, he was really helpful in that way. Um, was that the question? What is it? What's the question? So then I kind of know the story of you guys splitting up cause we've talked obviously, but yeah. can you kind of like say what happened there? Yeah. You were together for what? Like a year? Almost a year, okay. a little less than a year. Um, yeah, I, you know, there was, um, intimacy stuff that he was a little hesitant uh in that space for reasons that i understood um and i was very i thought patient around it um i told him that i loved him about i guess seven months in eight months in which i did and i felt good about uh and he was blindsided by that he was i mean speechless uh could not articulate that back to me. Um, and it was, it was challenging. I mean, that's never how you want that thing to go, you know? Um, and then from that, you know, we had a nice conversation about it and he said he wasn't in that space. And I said, okay, that's okay. You know, you don't have to be in that space. I meant it. It stands. I'm not going to continue to say it to bait you until you're ready. Like we'll just, we'll, you know, reassess this. Um, I do want to say, and then things, not to interrupt you, but no, no, no. How you like kind of navigated through that and through that relationship and the various like disparities between you two was very like 
almost rewarding to watch after what you went through with the previous Mm -hmm. um, situation where there were feelings that were not being, well, that were being reciprocated, but not being communicated. Um, To just watch you kind of handle this one in a very, very, very different way. I think based on all the work that you did on yourself in between those two. Thank you. I mean, you know, initially I went totally catatonic and then had to not talk to him for 24 hours. Um, (laughs) but then then we had a really productive conversation about it. Um, and even being able to take that 24 hours and say, I need to not talk to you while I process this is something to me. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was, it was, it was frustrating because, um, I don't know, it was, it was one of those situations where I felt like I was so gun shy around that. And I don't think I would have gone for it if I didn't feel pretty confident it was going to be reciprocated. Mm. And then it was, it was like, I had said, I don't know what it was like. I had said he was so, um, and then things sort of started to deteriorate from there. I, I was going home to visit my family um, for a few days, I like rented an Airbnb while it was still warm. So I could go drive there and stay there and visit with them outdoors. Um, which I'm very glad I did. Um, cause I suspected we wouldn't get a holiday visit, you know? Um, and I invited him to go with me, uh, which he didn't, uh, and was very, uh, weird around communicating. Um, you know, he said he would get back to me and then kind of never did. And, um, I didn't really bring it up. It was just, it was, it was sort of a weird spot that it felt like one of those moments where you're like, well, this is indicative of something and we're just not going to address it. Um, and then shortly after that, I, I came back and like kind of confronted him about that said, you know, um, I felt like I really wanted to take you with me to be my family. And not only did you not come, but you were very um, avoidant around the topic Um, And his response was that um, this relationship was going nowhere, that it was Mm -hmm. stuck. And I felt very strongly that I, I, we weren't stuck. Like he was stuck. I told him that I loved him and wanted him to come visit my family and he um, didn't. So, (laughs) you know, so I, you know, and I I don't know what, um, I did not to like psychoanalyze him. I don't, I don't really have a lot of information beyond that. We had like a difficult conversation and, um, that was kind of the end of it. And it, it, that blindsided me because I did totally. not see that coming. I thought, um, I thought things were going well, you know, so I ish, you know, that, that stuff aside <laughs> that I mentioned, which I guess is pretty major, but um, I felt like I was waiting for him to catch up, feeling confident that he was going to catch up and he just pulled the escape rope, you know? Um, so that was a bummer. But then three weeks later, I did a show about heartbreak. So it was really helpful to have that. <laughs> it was fresh. But the acting was so good. I mean, definitely- I do. I think it's one of those. I remember when we talked about it at the time. Obviously, you were very upset. You invested a lot in this person. It's never feels good to be completely surprised by something like that. But also you had done so much work. And I think that I love you moment where it wasn't reciprocated. You started to kind of, I don't know if you were like ending it in your mind, but I think there must've been some part of you that was like, okay, I can't be dependent on this person or like maybe pulled back a little bit or maybe just 
went a little more intellectual with it, understanding what he wasn't capable of and not trying to make him be capable of it, which I feel like is what you had done in the past. Yeah. What we all do those first few times is like, I'm going to make this person love me. Yeah. As opposed to like, okay, that is really not easy to hear and understand that they're not there, but I'm not going to change them. Right. Yeah. I, I think I did better. You did better. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no better. Obviously, how you process and handle heartbreak is what it is, and there's no good or bad way to do it. But I do think this was you with like a much clearer head and without turning yeah. to self-destructiveness, which is yeah. totally normal and understandable, and everyone does it um, for certain things. But you seem to have just a a, a way of understanding that this wasn't, about something being wrong with you. Yeah. You know, I will say too that that um the this sort of difficult breakup conversation I cried my eyes out. I mean, I had a I felt like I had a full grieving process in that conversation whereas opposed to previous breakups where I felt the need to sort of mm. box it up and mm. and avoid it and um or I don't know seem chill about it or something. Um and in the letting myself lose it a little bit, I I think I um, didn't hang on to it. You know, mm -hmm. I was kind of like, it's not that I haven't had moments of missing him or, you know, thinking about it or wondering what the hell went wrong there, but I don't feel so like um, hung up on it, you know, in a, in a certain way. I feel like I kind of like, I don't know. No, I think that's really important. I think one of the biggest things people do to kind of, not help themselves through these processes is not allow themselves to have those feelings or feel stupid about having those feelings or yeah. beat themselves up and be like, you know, all their friends are like, he was a jerk to you. Like, don't even waste a single tear on him. And it's like, no, go ahead. Like right, cry it yeah. all out, get it all out because it's going to be there regardless of whether you acknowledge it or not. Yeah. Um, and it will come back to bite you later. So better to acknowledge it and really, really allow yourself to have that sadness and mourning to really be able to move past it that's that's interesting because I, and we talked about this but i think something that was challenging for me in previous relationships where we never sort of um uh validated it with a label is that even though the relationships mm -hmm. were long enough and uh profoundly intimate um in all kinds of ways um i, I somehow felt like unentitled to grief around them because he wasn't my boyfriend right? right so it was this kind of like um yeah don't don't cry about it he was just a he was just a hookup he was just he's an asshole right like just let it go and it's like well no yeah yeah i think sometimes the temptation and it's healthy to be like when something ends to you know vilify the person and make it about them being such an asshole and all the things they did wrong and chances are both people did something wrong usually that's what no, happens i never i never do anything Sorry, wrong except for you <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> but like chances are both people there are things they could have handled better that's what happens in romantic relationships whether you're together or not um but the you know, it's a perfectly natural response to focus on all the horrible things about the person. I generally even recommend that in the beginning of the grieving process. Cause I'm like, that'll help you not hold on to them being on this pedestal, go ahead yeah. and focus on their negative qualities, but ultimately don't like rob yourself 
of also being allowed to be really, really sad about not having this person anymore, whether it was official yeah. or not. And I always say, I don't care if you've been on one date. If you liked the person, now don't be upset for six months about one date, but you have the right to your feelings and it doesn't have to be official, official for it to constitute a breakup that you have a right to be sad about. Yeah. It's a, did you, did you tell me to do that? Cause I have, I, I have e emails somewhere that, that I emailed myself that are a list of like all the shitty things, you know, yes. because I did find myself sort of, um, is in, in the grieving space, like focusing on the, oh, but these were the things that were so wonderful and what could have been and all of this stuff. And it was really useful when I was spiraling in those moments to read a list of, oh, there was that one time that he blah, blah, blah. And what about this? And this was very shitty. And when you put them all on a list, you're like, that guy sucks. Why are you so obsessed with him? Yes, you know? Totally. And I, I do. I think that's an important first step especially because fresh from it, we're always like the life we will never have together. And like they did this and they did that and I'll never find someone else who does this. And that I think is a really important moment to go, okay, but what are all the things that you didn't like? What are all the things yeah. that didn't work? Focus on those for now. Cause the good memories, they'll be there. They'll come back. We naturally remember good memories more than bad. Like that's how yeah. we're built. So they'll be there. But for the time being to get yourself out of it. And again, it might not mean it was a shitty person. It just might've been a shitty relationship or both yeah. of you might have acted shitty in the relationship you know but focus on that that can be healthy i had, i don't know if i ever told you this i went to see the um uh that woman who did does ashik records readings did i tell you about this no what records Akash, the akashic records is like it's the journey of your soul through time she's she's like an intuitive i don't know if she would I don't know if she would call herself like a psychic or a medium, but it's like in that, in that vein. And basically it's, it's your soul's journey through, um, through time, right. Through different bodies and lifetimes and whatever. Um, and that was a fascinating reading and something for another time. But the one thing that really stuck with me is I was, I was telling her how I felt so like stuck and I couldn't stop imagining reconciliation with this person and what would it be like to get back together. And she suggested that I, I like, you know, light some sage and like have a seat and do a, a long meditation where I imagine the scenario where he comes back, where he shows up on my doorstep and he's got the bouquet of flowers. And he said, I'm such an idiot. It's going to be different this time. Please, will you give me another chance? And we kiss and we make up. And then I am to have that full emotional experience, daydream, whatever, let my, let my, I let it live in my body and then say this or something better and then release it. And there was something about that um, that I found really useful because it also gave permission to like pursue the thing that we want that we feel like we shouldn't want because it's, he was bad news or it just wasn't the right relationship. Can't you let it go? But give yourself the space to like imagine it going really well. And then, you know. This or something better. This or something better. I love that. I do too. Should write that on a post-it. How did that feel when you did that? When I first did it, you know, when I first did it, it was amazing. And I felt like, oh, I've released him now. <laughs> it's fine. Like, I can move on. And then, like, the next day, I was like, I miss him again. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're like, um, you know how I said this or something better? What about just this? What about just this, you know? <laughs> what if this is yeah. good enough? And then that's when uh, you go back to the list of all the shitty things. <laughs> It's just a, it's a, it's a balance. It's a back and forth. You know what I mean? Totally. Because totally. it's about acknowledging 
you didn't just make terrible, stupid decisions for a year by being with this person. You, you're sure. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there was beauty there. There was love there. You're not an idiot for having loved them. But also, there are reasons on both sides why it didn't work out. And so, mm-hmm. it's also good to move forward. Yes. And to learn what you learned about what you want from that experience. What do I want? What do you want? That was my next question. What did you learn from that experience about what you want? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, Well, no, that's not true. I mean, it's very funny to me because I think sometimes, um, I mean, maybe this is your experience, maybe this is everybody's experience, but you leave a relationship and you um, sort of swing the pendulum yes. in the opposite, you know, because you're like, oh, he was so X, mm-hmm. so I gotta have Y. Yes. Um, and of course, like when somebody affects you profoundly and you care for them and you get along in certain ways, there are qualities they have that you want in a partner. And so you're sort of like looking for someone who is the antithesis of that. Um, and then you get some of those things, but then you're missing all of the... <laughs> the other aspects of that person. So a little bit that's, I feel a little bit like the past couple of years have been swinging Mm -hmm. away from that one sort of um, difficult relationship. Um, And I've recently been sort of like, well, yeah, but there were things that I, I did love about him and that were so easy about him. And I do want those things in a partner, you know? Um, I just also want them to um, agree that we're boyfriends. Yes. You know, be not like one. What's that? That's number one, I think. Number one. Well, yeah, in just terms like... of, I want you to be with someone that you don't have to convince them to be with you. Like it's not confusing. It's not complicated. It's not right. you trying to make something or to just get them to acknowledge what's already happening, but that it's equal in terms of how you feel about each other. Yeah. I think that's a... That would be great. Do you know that person? Um, I know a few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're all in love with you. Oh. They mostly well, live in my house. Oh. Yeah. It's you and Matt. Yeah. We'll love <laughs> you equally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? I mean, what, what you were saying about overcorrecting, I think people do that in a huge way. Like they'll date an actor and be like, I'm never dating another actor or like, <laughs> you know, I'm dating a businessman. I'm never dating another businessman. And it's like, okay, but like people are people. Everyone yeah. has good things and bad things. I do have a not very profound working theory that everyone has to date in their life. One like super exciting, passionate, fraught, troublesome, you know, crazy relationship. Mm. One boring, practical, everything's nice, but not that great relationship. At least one of each. And then you can find kind of the middle ground that is both exciting and fun for you, but also grounding in a way you can appreciate. Oh, good. Well, I feel like I've I think I feel do. like I've ticked those boxes. Yeah. So I think, I think you're I'm ready, ready for your middle. You're down the road guy. Where's my middle? Where's my down my road guy? Yeah, where's your down your road guy? So down but, my road. But you've been now as we just when did you and um this past one break up? It was the fall. September. You know, it was it was um it was the twenty first of September because you know that is it Earth, Wind and Fire? 
do you remember oh, mm-hmm. the 20th? Mm-hmm. And I just like, I sang it all day. And then I was like, yeah, I fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> but you've been dating like a freaking champion since then. You yeah, got back I, I, on the horse. You've been virtually dating. Literally, you'll be like, I have five dates this week. I try, you know, especially because I'm here all the time. Like, I try to, it's just like not, I guess here's the thing. I One thing that I, I think a lot of people are struggling with in quarantine is that I am a very social person mm-hmm. and has been very negatively impacting my mental health that I, I don't have... Um, these social occasions to interact with strangers and just have conversations about nothing with people who are cute, you know? Yeah. Oh, so important. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Um, so I, I find it really, I know that some people find that exhausting, but I find it really, um, uh, it feeds me mm-hmm. to, um, and I, I like getting to know strangers. I love that I, you know, will talk to somebody who works in a field that has nothing to do with my field and learn a little bit about how, their shit works, you know, and I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've, I've been staying busy. I mean, sometimes I'm afraid that I do it nonstop. So I don't have to confront the existential dread. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, this, the dread is there. It's there. It's always going to be there. You don't need to confront. No, but you do, you definitely do stay busy. And I, but I totally get it too. Like right now you are missing that social interaction that happens naturally. So it makes perfect sense to me that it's kind of like a daily vitamin that you have to get every day. Have you met anyone? Have there been anyone who progressed beyond virtual dates? Uh, Yeah. A a, a couple that, you know, um, went from FaceTimes to like outdoor events it's becoming harder you know because as winter in new york takes over um and it's like you know you don't i think the meeting in person thing is um an important piece of it right you can talk to somebody on facetime for months and not really have a great sense of what your dynamic is really um uh but obviously you know it's like when it's 13 degrees with the wind chill you don't really want to go for a walk um, but yeah, but there have been, there have been a couple of guys that I've met up for, for, uh, patio dinners or, um, or a drink. And how are you noticing yourself these days with these dates? Like, do you feel ready, enthusiastic? Do you feel a little cautious? Do you feel a little? Hmm. That's a very good question. You should be a dating coach. Thank you you <laughs> um <laughs> i'll think about it um yeah i i think i feel ready i you know i have i've been noticing a little bit of a trend in people and maybe this is true of myself as well that um people are either a little um in and out you know like mm-hmm. they they're sort of non-committal they're sort of like let's do a facetime and then we don't exchange a message for two weeks you know and stuff i mean that that happened pre-pandemic as well but i think there's just like a little more we can have a 30 minute like i i guess i want to say that that seems to me um the positive of we can just gather for like a quick 30 minute facetime to screen is also a negative because because there's like no commitment right if we had dinner plans 
that feels more substantial or something, right? But I'm going to bail on a FaceTime if I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Um, or, or something maybe. Um, and also that just people are kind of wearing their mental health on their sleeves <laughs> and are very, I, I have had a couple of like difficult conversations with people who I, one who I never even ended up meeting. We had like a text fight about what day we were going to meet because I suggested the weekend and he was like, that sounds great. And I said, cool, let me know which day works for you. And then uh, he presumed based on that exchange that we were going to meet Saturday at 11 a.m. What? And I said, I was like, what are you talking about? And he kept screenshotting our interaction to be like, see, see. And I kept being like, yes, I see that there is no information there. So, I mean, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, Saturday at 11 a.m. works for me, but he got so sort of like um, intense about it. And I don't know, maybe I was being intense about it, but I was like, we're having an argument. I don't, I've never met you. Like we need to, we need to stop this. So we did not meet up. I don't think he's my match. Probably not. I would say not. I do think it's something that's happening. And I've talked about this before of like, right now, everything just feels so much bigger to people, like a rejection or a ghosting or messing up on time or someone being like, I actually need to reschedule has become very, very personal because people don't have a lot of new things happening and everyone's sitting alone with their emotions and we're already very sensitive and weird and getting weirder because we're not having regular interactions. So every little thing feels like a personal letdown or something. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, obviously a, masked outdoor dining experience is relatively low risk, right? But it's still riskier than me staying in my bedroom by myself, right? And so if I'm going to invest in that with somebody, it suddenly feels like there is a different kind of pressure on it as opposed to, well, I'm going to go to dinner with you. And if this doesn't work out, I'm going to hop to the bar next door and find somebody to go home with because right. that's not happening right now. Right, right? Not right so now. Like, but it'll happen again. And it's it one of my favorite fun. things about you. I promise. Because <laughs> you and I are the same. Yeah. Except you're married. I'm married now. So that's the difference now. But that's probably because I live in LA and not New York. <laughs> <laughs> if I moved to LA, would I be married? I think so. Okay. I'm not saying LA is better for marriage, but I think it took me out well, you can't just hop to the bar next door. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it started a new phase of my life where I was like, I'm, well, okay, after a couple of years of living here, I was like, I'm doing something else now. No, I was still continuing to just go on a lot of dates. Yeah. Um, my point is, I don't know, that, that has to, you have to be out there, you have to be doing what you're doing which you are so good at. And then eventually the right, you know, it's a numbers game. The right person comes and it's a lot, a lot, a lot of trial and error. Also, you're younger than me. So technically doesn't count yet. You not know what I mean? Younger than me. I'm not that much younger. What are you like, 34? Oh my gosh. I'm 34 and a half. Way younger. <laughs> I'm 37. So. <laughs> you don't like a day over 34. Thank you. Um, But I have a question for you. Yes. Because lately I've been thinking about how I do a lot. 
I'm like constantly trying to like generate my own stuff and make my own work and go on 70 dates a quarter because it is a numbers game. And I do believe in that. We're on the quarter system. (laughs) system. (laughs) There is a part of me that is sometimes like maybe I would benefit from like take a breath and see what comes to me for a minute, you know? Interesting. What's your, what's your take on that? Well, my take is, um, one, if you're having that thought, there's probably something to it. (laughs) Two, don't be surprised if right now you could still be on the apps, but I think right now requires even more effort than dating usually does. So that makes sense that you're, because you're that guy and you're after not just the dating, but the social interaction makes sense even putting that much energy. I wouldn't uh, doubt this instinct if you're like, I'm going to put less effort in and therefore you have significantly less dates, at least until this is over. I love this idea for when this is over for you to see who can you attract by sitting back a little bit and also how can you take care of yourself a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Because I do think, you know, obviously I'm a huge proponent of go on as many dates as possible, meet as many people as you can. That works for some of us who are like more social and energized by that. But I also have clients who will start out doing that. And I see very quickly that they'll become a little bit overwhelmed and exhausted and forget that they also need to make time for themselves. So like if you're someone who needs that time and you might be, even though you've never have been before, we also change throughout our life. So you might not have needed time to yourself before, and now you do, whether because of the pandemic or life or whatever, um, to just make sure that you're also dating yourself and you're also giving yourself as much mm-hmm. love and attention as you're trying to get for yourself from other people. That's good advice. I need to find that balance a little yeah. more. I, I I think I think that's what I feel sometimes is that I am throw you know in every sort of still moment I'm like oh let's start a conversation you know because that feels I'm like seeking that I don't know validation dopamine whatever but it can be exhausting yeah and it can be a quick ego boost it feels good it's fun but it's still you putting energy out there. And saying, I'm trying to get something for myself uh, from this other person that sometimes you would benefit from just giving to yourself. And just so that you can also really enjoy those interactions and you can miss them and you can think of them less as like a quick fix and more of like, I really have the energy and the space for this right now. You know, and I I'm not a believer in all the um, you have to date yourself first and you know, you, you, you have to like really spend time on your own. Like I do think we learn about relationships. We learn about ourselves in relationships by being in relationship with other people, not by sitting in a room and staring at ourselves, but there also has to be a balance of just making sure you're also getting what you need from yourself and not solely putting energy out. Yeah. So for you, it might even just be like, you know, Sunday is my day that I do not engage. That mm, but completely... that's a really, it's a really good day to engage. Well, yeah, Sunday and Saturday are great days to engage. So maybe like Thursday or Tuesday, maybe Thursday, Wednesday yeah. is yeah. a good day to just not engage and be like, when I get that instinct of like, I need a quick fix, I need that ego boost, I'm going to find something else that does it for me. Yeah. 
I was just like, what else does it for me? <laughs> well, it might not produce the exact same feeling, but it but it will be calming to you. So whether it's like, I'm going to listen to music and dance around until sure. I'm sweaty or. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm just going to breathe or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to talk to a friend mm. who's going to tell me how devastatingly handsome I am. Oh my God. That Wait, you already said that earlier. <laughs> this is, hang on a second. <laughs> you know, but it's, so it's not going to produce the same feeling as like this guy wants my dick and that feels great. Mm. But it's just a just something else to kind of invest back in yourself just for a day, just for a day of the week of like today I'm not going to make all this effort to talk to other people. Yeah, and I wouldn't say this for everyone. That. I think you are on the extreme end of the spectrum. I'm extreme. I'm extreme. You're extreme. And I remember I was also extreme when I was dating. And once in a while I'd be like, I've had there I I'm empty now. Like I don't have anything more. I need to replenish the well for a day and like watch cooking shows and clean my room and like pluck some hairs and just like get back to one before I can yeah. continue to just wear the same outfit and go on dates and sleep with people. Yeah. You know. I miss going on dates and sleeping with people. I know. <laughs> You will again. So wait, how long has it been since you slept with someone? Can I ask? Uh, I guess you can. I don't know. Well, I had a boyfriend until. Yes, September. September. And there was one encounter with a friend. Oh, good. That's what friends are good for sometimes. That's what friends are good for. Um uh post that but that was i mean it's probably been a couple of months that for you i gotta say wow (laughs) (laughs) i mean you just you get after it when you need it so i'm like wow yeah you've been very covid responsible i have been i thought about the fact that if i was single right now i'm not proud of it but i cannot say that i would be well behaved i just can't say that i mean it's it's like I mean, it's, it's so many weird pressures, right? Because it feels like there is not, it's not only your personal health, but yes. it's your roommate's health and a societal thing and social responsibility and, yes. you know, all of that stuff. So it's like, you know, because when it was my own well-being, I was yeah half a bottle of whiskey in some, <laughs> on some random street, <laughs> looking through grinder trying to, I'm just kidding, mom. No, uh, um, no actually, I think if I was single right now, I would probably have like hooked up with someone and then just been like, we're moving in together now. I can't <laughs> well, that's the other thing that I think is like happening to it people. Is. And I, I think, I think that's a little bit where that dating pressure is coming from that mm. people are like, Oh, I like this guy. We have a rapport. We've had three um, FaceTime dates and they've been going really well. So maybe he will be my pandemic buddy and I can finally have regular sex again. Yeah. I think a lot of people at the beginning rushed into relationships where normally it would have gone at a regular pace and they might have figured out at some point that it wasn't a match, like rushed into basically living together and only seeing each other. And then about four or five months in, we're like, oh, I don't actually, this isn't good. And that now are all of those are kind of ending. But I do think that's another, that's probably what I would have done, honestly, because I would have wanted to be responsible, but I would have also known that I wouldn't survive 
without constant attention and affection. Yeah, I we're similar in that way. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. Yeah. What, can you? Can we? Maybe if you could send me some attention and affection all day on a regular basis all day you and matt can split duties yeah if you yeah want. yeah i'll do affection i'll do attention <laughs> <laughs> um do you is there anyone you're kind of regularly virtually dating right now um yes you look happy I feel um I feel You're nervous. You're twisting be- your hair. You're so no, I'm nervous. Not. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, I feel nervous because like every time I've ever come on this show here, we've been sort of dissecting a relationship that existed, ended. Yes. <laughs> or had or I, I was like in in um the last relationship, you know. So I, I felt sort of and I feel a little sheepish about discussing these. We're discussing a relationship that's so early days. I mean, it's it's been it's been some regular FaceTiming and things, but um, Do you, are you uh, going I don't, to? I don't know. You what? What? Go ahead. Ask me the question. Are you going to? We don't have to go into detail about who yeah. this is or how you feel, but are are yeah. there plans to kind of meet in yes. the future? This weekend. <gasps> Can you tell me the plan? Feel free to say no. And then um, <laughs> just tell me what you're willing to tell me. How about that? Um, I maybe nothing right now. Okay. And I will come on this show again and tell you why then. <laughs> I kind of want you to tell me and then we'll just cut it out. Because I can need we do to that. Know. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. We're back on now. We're back. We got the information. We'll talk about it later. Um, but the, the important thing is that this person is someone Billy's been talking to somewhat regularly for some time now. And because of various factors, obviously, they couldn't meet in person until coming up. So my question for you is for people, because I know people have tried to do the virtual dating thing and a lot of people don't have a ton of success with it just because when you haven't met the person, it burns out pretty quickly. You don't have a lot to go on. So how do you kind of, you said like every other week-ish. Yeah, um, you know. Which I think is good, but how do you keep kind of the um, interest or the motivation there? It's interesting because I think it's really sort of ebbed and flowed a little bit. Like I sometimes like wouldn't talk to him for many days. And I I find um, like in, when I'm starting up conversations with people, I tend to engage with a lot of people who are like suddenly rapid fire. Like as soon as we're like, oh, there's a rapport. We like each other. We check in all the time. Right. Which is maybe good, maybe bad, depending on the personality. Um, but um, with him, it's been a little more. I'll hear from him, then I won't, then I'll I'll check in. And I think I think an important part about him um that I'll say is that we're not physically in the same city, um, which which is an additional barrier to entry for an in-person meeting, right? Even if we were gonna go for a walk in the park, it would require one of us traveling. So um on the one hand, 
like, I don't think I would have ever started a conversation with him because he is not physically here. Um, but it's also, I think, offered a little bit, it's taken a little bit of pressure off. Mm-hmm. It's like, we like each other. This is fun, but we also like, don't. It's not urgent. You know, it's not urgent. And the meeting and is organic. It's not coming out of you guys deciding we're going to meet because this has been going on. It, it just so happened that you're going to be in the same place at the same time. Well, and it's, it ha- it happened that way, but also at one of our more recent FaceTime dates, we had kind of been like, this is great. And we have a good rapport and we like each other, but like, we got to do the next thing, right? Like we, it's, we got to kind of um, see what it's like to be in the same physical mm-hmm. space, you know, and do we like the way each other smells? Yeah, that's and the most that's, important. That's the most important part. But as you told me at the beginning, I should probably like not shower and not do my hair. Yeah, you should. Because that's when I'm most desirable. Yes. Also, how does one decipher smells outdoors with a lot of layers on? Are you going to hug? That's a good point. Oh, yeah. 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 Hold our breath and hug. Huh. Yes. <laughs> But even like the smell is the way I describe it, but it's more about, right, like yeah. the energy between you two. Totally. Um, what yeah. I like about what you're saying is I do think maybe what we've been doing wrong with the virtual dating thing is thinking of it as real dating. So like, oh, we had a date. We should have mm-hmm. another date. We should have another date. We should have another date. And like pr- it should progress at this speed that dating does. And maybe that's just not realistic when Mm. you can't get very important information yet so maybe it should be thought of more as less like a long distance relationship and like a dating relationship and more as just like another person i know that i check in with occasionally and we're kind of like staying in touch it's like some of my friends i talk to more than others nowadays um, and the other ones, I'm kind of like, you're kind of on ice until we can see each other. It's like, there's just not that much to say and not that much yeah. going on, but we check in or I see a thing and I think of them or once in a while I do have an hour. So I'll call them and thinking of it more like someone you're adding to your arsenal and you're getting to know over a period of time, but not expecting it to move in the same way that the early stages of a relationship do. Yeah. I, that's a really good point. I, I think that, Yeah it's it's like necessarily different right and and i also think cultivating a little um patience and compassion around that because people get really and i think this is a little bit about we were saying earlier people sort of like wearing their mental health on their sleeve a little bit more that people get really sort of i've had people get really uppity with me when i didn't respond within 24 hours and i'm like you don't know what's going on in my life you know and what i'm dealing with what we're all dealing with in this moment so like chill. I don't, I don't know you. Right. Like, I think that was said that with online dating is that I think no one owes each other anything until you've met. And even then probably not for a few dates. Like it's just not talking to someone online. Doesn't mean that, that all of a sudden their actions have all this meaning and they mean something about you. Like you, I know are probably the least flaky person I know. So to hear that sometimes people would get mad at you for not responding for 24 hours when they don't know you, they don't know what you're doing, they don't know. Some of us just go through times, right, not just right now, but in life where it's like, I can't even look at my phone right now. Or like, I've just had too much interaction for the day, or I'm exhausted, or I'm busy, whatever it is. We don't need a reason to not be completely 100% accountable and tied to communicating with someone we haven't even met yet. Yeah. Or met once, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's funny that that, that pressure crops up, and and in, in some cases it's cropped up more potently mm-hmm. in this, you know. And I think because of what we were talking about earlier, of like wanting to find your pandemic partner, yeah, your bubble buddy, bubble butt buddy. But that's why I say like don't. I think it's it's false, and you're going to do yourself a disservice by looking for to not feel lonely mm-hmm. by connecting with someone you don't know. Like this is a new person to you. If you want to feel loved and cared for, probably turn to your friends, your family and yourself yeah. Uh, yeah. and your pet more than this new person who doesn't know you, who has their own life going on. Keep in touch with them. Keep it casual. Keep it friendly. Get to know them. Like what happened with this person you're going to meet. It's like eventually you're like, okay, actually I am going to, be in the same place. I would like to meet you. We've been talking for this long without this pressure of like, we're trying to see if we should date, you know, but right. just kind yeah. of, we're trying to see is like this someone that I want to keep, you know, in my orbit. Um, I do know people that, that have like been pretty committed to, to like, we're going to talk every week. We're going to do a different thing, but that's unusual. And that takes a lot, a lot of energy. And so it's yeah. okay if you're just like, you're cool. I really enjoyed getting to know you. Like, let's continue to talk and touch base, but I'm not going to expect a certain thing or behavior from you. And then when things are better and easier and less pressure, we can meet and see, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with kind of collecting that right now. I also have not really felt the pressure, even with people that I've spoken to multiple times to do something beyond this, mm-hmm. you know, like beyond a FaceTime. Um, I feel like the, the most, um, uh, this one guy, we, we got the same beer from our local delis so that we were like sharing a little experience, but, um, you know, it's usually like a drink and a chat and it doesn't go on for long. You know what I mean? Like it's sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, whatever. Um, but I think you get plenty of information and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I love that. And I think it's also totally fine to be like I don't actually have that much to say I just wanted to like say hi see how your day was like it doesn't have to be a four-hour getting to know everything about your history experience there are also plenty of things you can do online if you do if you are a person who does better with like an activity or a theme you know there are various games just to make it more fun I know someone who um they made dirt cups what? Remember those things from like elementary school with the crushed Oreos and the pudding and the gummy worms? Oh, yeah. They just like did that together. That's not like a oh, complicated thing, but it's cute. They both got the supplies. And so they're yeah. like talking and make because I do think it can be helpful for some people not to sit and stare, but to have another activity yeah. going on. But that's kind of like a not complicated, not high yeah. pressure thing. Well, I, I was just going to say it was it was interesting because I like I do typically like doing and, you know, in the before times, I liked doing things for dates because I, I think you get so much more information from people when you watch how they interact with other people. Totally. Um, you know, I one date um, pre pandemic I did was we took a gymnastics class together, like a gymnastics 101 at Chelsea Piers for adults. And it was so much fun. And like he was so up for it. And so um uh, you know, outside his comfort zone a little, but like really game and like made buddies with some of the people in our crew as well. And like, I loved watching him interact in that way. Cause I learned so much about him, you know? Um, and it was interesting because 
the guy I was seeing for most of the pandemic or, you know, for the start of it, at least, um, we really only became boyfriends officially like in January. Mm. And so the bulk of our relationship was in quarantine and I would go to his house and we would hang out at his house. And like, we did like some outdoor activities and hung out a bit, but like, we didn't get uh, a ton of, like there are many of his friends that I, um, you know, didn't really have much of a relationship with because we didn't hang out, right? right. Um, and I think there was like, it was interesting to me because there's so much information you get from those interactions and from the people around them that I was, we were both lacking. I mean, he he didn't meet a lot of my friends, you yeah. know, he met you. And I loved him. <laughs> Until you weren't dating him anymore. <laughs> um, no, but I think, I mean, I say that not to toot my own horn, but all the time about Dude regular it. real life dating is you can't agree to date someone exclusive or you can't really commit to someone until you've seen them with strangers, family, friends, your family, your friends, different situations, bad day, good day, rainy day, hot day. Like you need the information that you can't Wait, can get. you give me that list Sorry. again? <laughs> Good Hot hair day, day <laughs> cold Tuesday. Um, but it's you know you got to see them in these different situations, and that's a lot of information we're not getting right now. Although I just had a brilliant idea of like, what if you had a virtual date with someone, and it was like, oh, we're having the same beer, and then I was the waiter, and I just like popped in, and was like, can I get you guys anything else? Oh my god! And what if you? I would see how he treats me. You know what I mean. <laughs> What if you just zoom bomb every date I go on that and then we see how we see Oh, wow. Okay. This is a service we should. What? Yeah. Do. Let's. We should be like, you just have to come do your date in front of two random people as if we're, we're sitting like, next we're, to you in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> or like some sort of like, like game competition. Like it's something that you come in as, as pairs. Yes. But you get you to have, observe the other person. That's so interesting. You do need that. But that's, I mean, this is another good case for, and I haven't really thought about this before, but maybe right now the goal is like, yes, meet people, keep your interactions up, practice, like have fun to the extent that it feeds you and helps you not go insane, but maybe take the pressure off of like, I'm going to find and build a relationship right now. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm also like, seize the day. This is what we have. This is where we are. No time like the present, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe just take that part. Like if that comes of it, that's great. But also if you're just like, I'm practicing my skills and I'm getting my needs met by having interaction and learning about different people. That's also yeah. really good. Yeah. That's good advice. That is good advice. You're so wise. <laughs> Wait, can you share? We have about 10 minutes left. Okay. I want to oh make God. sure you get any questions answered that you need answered. Okay. But also, can you share your fail-proof tactic for when someone isn't texting you? <laughs> <laughs> or no? It's, it doesn't work for everyone. I think it works uh, for everyone. It's my but when I haven't heard, and it, you know, it's, it's particular guys that get this text message. Um, but I will often text them if I haven't heard from them in a while and want to hear from them. Stop thinking about my butt. Uh, and then even if they weren't thinking about my butt, which they probably were, they probably but even if they weren't, now they are. They are. And they, they always text back. They always text back. <laughs> what I love about that so much is it goes very directly with my theory that 
if someone ghosts you, it's just because they were too obsessed with you and it scared them. <laughs> That's my theory on every relationship that has ever ended. Yes, they they knew that you were too good for them, so they dumped themselves. So you oh. wouldn't have to do it. Oh. It's really just them being thoughtful and saving you the pain of dating them for like years and yeah. also having to reject them. They reject themselves. Yeah. So oh, when you say dope. stop thinking about my butt, it's like the assumption that they're not texting me because they're so busy thinking about me. <laughs> it's similar to how before Matt and I got engaged, sometimes, you know, it's like I'm not generally a super jealous person in terms of like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, blah, you know, and Matt's too tired to cheat on me anyway. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, if there was ever a little glimmer, because once in a while you're like, who's he texting? Or like, where is he? Or like, why is he taking yeah. so long? Whatever. I would always just be like, oh, he's probably planning my our engagement. Just like <laughs> maybe from day one. I was like, he's picking out rings. Like, tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself. Or like today, I think he was looking at his phone. I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, mm, he's planning a surprise for me. I know it. <laughs> it's probably for Valentine's Day. It was probably this tea that he brought me. He was thinking about that then. He was probably thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna have a fantasy, if you don't know, why can't it be a why can't it be a good thing? Exactly. As opposed to assuming the worst. Yeah. He's probably cheating. He's probably moved on. He's probably doing something else. No, he's probably so obsessed with me, he can't even pick up his phone right now. Who could ever move on from you? No one. Ever, you just leave a trail of men in your wake who yeah are never going to get over yeah, you. Exactly. They're already crying because they're foreseeing you figuring out they're not good enough for you. And they, you already dumped them. So they just already dumped themselves and they're crying into a bucket of ice cream. That's oh, what guys do, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about guys. Maybe. Ice cream? Maybe. Um, that's my theory. So you're stop thinking of my butt. I want everyone to find your stop thinking about my butt. And whether or not you actually text it to the person, it should be your internal monologue of like, they're obviously just thinking about my butt and it's too much. Mm. What are some other things people could say? People could be like, you really don't need to plan our date that hard. We can just do whatever. (laughs) 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 Or be like, please stop booking that private jet to Paris. (laughs) Going for a walk is just fine. I'm not ready to meet your family. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. calm down. Get off the phone with your mom. Stop talking about me. (laughs) Or like, hey, chin up. I haven't rejected you yet. Oh. That's good. (laughs) So with our five minutes. Yeah. How do you feel? What can I do for you? Anything? Why didn't we answer any user questions? User Uh, questions. User (laughs) questions. This was about you. This wasn't about users. I know, but that was really fun last time. Oh, did we do that? Um, We'll do that next time. Yeah, remember? You remember. It was from Horny at Home or something. Oh, yeah. I wonder how he's doing. I hope he's still horny. Or not. Or I I mean, whatever. I mean, at this point, we're all horny at home. So jokes on us. Jokes on all of us. What's my next move? What's my homework assignment? Honestly, your homework assignment is probably do less. Okay. I'd say if you have someone who can meet your sexual needs and that's important, do that. 
get some of that mm-hmm. energy out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you never have a problem with meeting people and I admire your ambition and drive so much, but I would enforce a day off for yourself to yeah. replenish the well and just be like, I'm also okay on my own. I am. You are. And I don't know how much you're doing in terms of like making these calls happen, making these FaceTimes happen. Again, I think that's fine for right now because it actually does feed you as a social person. Mm -hmm. But especially for when we're back to life, to normal life, maybe you could start practicing now letting people do a little bit more for you and letting them come to you because if you're already doing it they have no reason to they have no opportunity to they're not going to yeah but if you take a step back they'll be like oh let me step up for this person yeah sometimes i feel like they don't step up then (laughs) then is that the right person for you i don't know maybe not no i no, no. I think definitely, definitely not. Definitely right no. Now, not everyone, listen, there's a balance in relationships. Not everyone is the one who like plans everything and does everything. And that just might be your role in a relationship. That's fine. Yeah. But you do want someone who wants you. And that's the whole thing we're after. So even though, like I said, we can't expect that much from people when it's just virtual, they don't know you yet, they don't know to be obsessed with you yet. Um, But if ultimately what we're trying to attract is someone who's going to put in equal work, then you have to do a little bit less to allow that to happen. And if they don't, then they've eliminated themselves. Mm. You know, it's a big fear people have of like, but if I don't do it, they won't. And I'm like, then they aren't the right person for you. Yeah. You shouldn't have to keep, it's fine if one time, okay, you set up the first FaceTime or like you do the first thing, but you shouldn't have to keep doing and doing and doing with them doing nothing. I mean, it might mean you have a few less quantity of dates, but the people you actually talk to will probably be better suited for you and more ready for what you're ready for. That's something for me to work on, I think, because I... I do enjoy like getting in there, starting the conversation. I like keeping it going. I think I'm good at doing that and then scheduling the thing. But I like to schedule it because I'm like, here's when I'm available and I can do it here and I'll handle the Zoom and everything's fine, you know, because then I like it's it's happening. This this is where I think I get stuck in the loop of like, I want to make something happen. I'm doing, 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 right? Um, and maybe it would be useful to take a breath and let somebody plan a date for me. Yeah. Not that it doesn't ever happen, to be clear. I'm not like, no. I'm not like only ever the one, but I, I do try to push it because it feels like a thing I can do. It feels like a, you know, it's a space where I have agency as I can, and it's how I get a date on the calendar, right? That might not otherwise have gotten on the calendar. I mean, I think it's a, it's a balance. You know, I think to the extent that it feeds you and it feels good to you, go for it. But I'd say if you've done it one time for a person and then you're going to talk to them again or see if they want to talk again, that's when you can let them hit the ball back. You know what I mean? Like, because if you're just always following up, always planning, it doesn't even give them the opportunity to do it. And just human speaking, people like to feel like they there's a place for them to do a little work. If they feel like it's all being done for them, it's not that exciting. It's not that interesting. 
we as humans want a task. We want something to do. And especially mm-hmm. someone you would be good with is going to like doing for you as well. They're not just going to sit back and let you do everything. Yeah. That was a nice thing actually about pandemic boyfriend is that he was very um, diligent about um, equity in, mm-hmm. in, in terms of all things. Like he was very like, well, no, you were at my house last weekend. So I'm going to come to your house this weekend and you planned this date. And, you know, o- almost like to a sort of, yeah. um, you know, a, a degree that was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But sometimes it can be a little imbalanced. Yeah, and I'm it okay. doesn't have to be 50-50 all the time. Right. It swings back and forth. Um, but I think a good way to gauge it is if you do put in the work up top because you want the date, you want the conversation, you want to make it happen, that's your role. Then once they meet you, they should be obsessed with you and they should be like, when are we doing this again? You put in so much effort. Let me do something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to be obsessed with me, all of them. Yes, me too, as they should be. And I mean, even if you're the one that follows up after, that's fine. But like once they gauge that like you're into it and you're putting forth effort, they should be giving back to you. It should never Mm. feel like you have to drive the entire time. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't like driving. Mm-mm, I hate driving. <laughs> Should refuse to drive. <laughs> Just like, but you know, and I know it's your instinct to do and make happen. But once in a while, see how it feels to try on the other role of letting people come to you and take care of you. And you can still speak up for your scheduling needs. Yeah. And make things how you can still be like, I'd love to get a drink. Tell me when. Or like. Mm. You know, where are we going? What are we doing? There's a way of also saying, you take this on. Yeah. But saying it in a fun, flirty way. Yeah, in a fun, flirty way. Stop but, thinking like, about it's my your turn. It's yeah. your turn to do this Yeah, now. I did this. You did. You have to show some effort for a person yeah. you've never met before. Stop thinking about my butt and plan a fucking date. <laughs> <laughs> Try that. That's good. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Do that. Um, next time we'll answer listener questions. And next time we we'll have an have- update. Okay. But I just yeah, really I wanted to soak in your rays this time. Oh my God. I want to soak in your rays. I want to hug you. I know. We're going to do that. Yeah, I, I we are. Um, Probably soon. Soon, I think. Yeah, maybe this year. Probably this year. Until then, I'm going to think about your butt. I know you are. I think that all of your listeners are as well, and I don't blame them. It's a great butt. I know that. I just know it. Also think about your chin a lot. You do? Yeah. Why? Well, it's just so prominent, but it's like so sexy. I always, because I have like an underbite. Yeah, but it's so hot. You've just really gotten hotter as you've aged. You've really leaned in. I won't stop. stop. I won't stop. And I won't stop thinking about it either. It's always nice to be here. Yeah. I love you. I love Will you. Let Thanks. me know how everything goes. Keep doing what yeah. you're doing. You're doing amazing. You're doing what you need to do for you. And just remember to let others do for you as well. Great. Okay. And what if um, what if this weekend I FaceTime you in to see how he treats you? That's great. I'll be like, can I get you anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. Have fun. Hang in there. Yeah. You're going to get so much play so soon. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're just getting hotter by the day. Come on. You're basically in an Stop oven it. right now, just baking oh. and getting ready. It feels like it's so hot in here. I think that's what that's about. But also, yeah. <laughs> I love warm. you. Okay, Thank I love you. I'll you. Talk-, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. I think it's pretty obvious what this is going to be. Basically, change your head narrative. If someone is not responding to you, not texting you, um, not swiping right on you, it's not you, it's them. Meaning they are so obsessed with you, they can't even handle it and their ego can't take it. And they're probably thinking about your butt. And that's why we always have a choice in how we think about things. And if you're willing to think about how much someone doesn't like you, why don't you switch it and think about how much they do like you? It's a much better experience. And if you're feeling really bold, just do what Billy did and call them out on it. I love that so much. So go do it. Thank you to the most beautiful boy, Billy Griffin, for being on the show again, updating us and coming back in the future, which he will do. If you'd like to find him, his Instagram is Billy Griffin Jr. That's Billy Griffin Jr. He's very attractive. And you'd also want to be there in case he blesses us with his one man show again. And then you can all see it for the masterpiece that it is. Thank you, Josiah Thorngate, for your tireless editing. Thank you, Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, all of you. Please send your um, questions and comments and everything to notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com and message me on Instagram if you'd like to be coached privately or on the podcast, Not Your Therapist Podcast. Thank you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. (laughs) 